0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Cultivate Podcast. It's been a minute since we did the last episode. Uh, partly my fault. No, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I kind of just dipped for two months. But you know what? We're back, and we're better than ever. That doesn't matter. God is good. God is great forever and always. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right. I'm I'm joined back with my lovely co-host and now director of operations of Cultivate, Matt the Tax Man.
1: Well, it's good. Yeah, keep hyping me up. This is great. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So Matt came back. Uh, He is now the Director of Operations at Cultivate, overseeing everything and everything that's going on. We do have a team now. Uh, Shout out to Evan and shout out to Angel. You guys know who you guys are. Um, But anyways, we're back and better than ever, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming and listening to this podcast. It truly means the world. Uh, Thank you for just taking time out of your day uh, just to spend it with us, but most importantly, spending it with the lord today's episode we're gonna be talking about kind of struggles of christianity and just struggles of just being a christian because a lot of people kind of do deem us as oh we're we're always happy we're always perfect we're and to be completely honest with you it's the exact opposite so matt matt Matt, take it away take it away we got the starting point
1: oh the starting point is um uh, Christians, a lot of Christians on social media make us look bad because they always want to portray like that. Uh, they know Jesus. So everything in their life is great and amazing. And it's just one constant spiritual high. Like you're at a call that like you're at a Bible camp yep. and that could not be as far off as the actual truth because oh, yeah. Christians, they deal with anxiety, depression, insecurities, this, that, and the third Christians deal with problems like all people. We don't devoid ourselves from emotions just because we know Jesus. Amen. But it's not the fact that the emotions go away. It's the fact that we still love and have God and we still know that throughout all of this that it's for his glory.
0: Amen to that. You really you hit the nail when you're talking about influencers, especially like people who literally call themselves, I'm a Christian influencer. Man, like, What? Like, yeah. <laughs> please, like, okay, um, uh, no offense to those who like deem themselves, but I would be very, very careful throwing that title around. You're a Christian influencer where to be honest, I mean, I wouldn't call ourselves influencers. I mean, I, I didn't really call myself that even when I had 17,000 followers, I'd never really call myself a Christian influencer. I was like, I'm i I'm like a teacher preacher i'm someone who is spreading the word of god that was my yeah. sole job and that's what matt is doing on his tiktok and that's what i'm doing now with cultivate i mean we're over here it, we we get a bad rap and stuff where we struggle with so much like we still struggle with like addiction uh depression anxiety lust We sh- we suffer with a lot of things because we're getting closer to god because we want a relationship, because the devil sees that, and he doesn't want us to experience that. I always say, the second you get, you know you are getting closer to God is when the enemy starts to hit harder. When the devil like doesn't want you closer to him. So whenever I start praying more, I start reading the Bible more. I just I don't want to like say like, oh man, it's been a good it's been a good couple of days. What's about to happen? It's it's sad to think that, but it's true. Because whenever I yeah. like, get closer to God and whenever I'm starting to, like, again, read my Bible, pray, go to church often, have a good time, I'm more happier, something hits in my life. And I know for a fact that's the devil doing it.
1: Yes, absolutely. And also, with the thing with the Christian influencers is with that, I, I, I call yourself an influencer that's a Christian because you are not supposed to be influencing Christians in the way that you think you should. Yep. It isn't about your fame. It isn't about how many followers you get. It's about pointing people to Jesus and ultimately getting people off of your page and having an intimate relationship with Christ on their own, not for your own following. Paul literally said, A lot of you say, I'm a, I'm a uh, follower of Paul, of Apollos. And he goes, No, that's not the point. Stop yep. looking at us and look to Christ. Yep. Exactly. It's, it,
0: it's, yeah. it's, we're, we are supposed to, we're not supposed to glorify ourselves. And it, Absolutely. we're not. It's it's Matt, Matt and I were talking last night about how Philippians 4.13 gets taken out of context so much. We are yes. not supposed to be using Christ's strength to be better, to be glorified on this earth. We are supposed to use Christ's strength to take us from the deep down and lowliness of our sinful ways and to be content with our lives because of Christ. Yes. That's how it is.
1: Yeah, it's, it's ultimately terrible because especially with things being taken out of context is the whole worldly aspect of life. Because you, on one side you have um, the world being all sinful and that stuff, and we'll get to that in a minute. But on the other side, you have the legalistic Christians that think the world the, the word worldly means anything outside of God. And that you can't really do anything outside of God, like directly from God, like reading your Bible, church stuff, worship stuff, and whatnot, because then that would be conforming to the world. But that couldn't be more farther from the truth. Throughout the Bible, throughout Jesus' ministry, throughout Acts, it shows how it isn't for us to be stuck inside and like reading the Bible 24-7. It's talking about how we should go out and interact with people and be the light of their lives. If it was true, then Jesus would have been in the wrong by going to weddings and stuff. But that's not farther from the truth. The word worldly... In context, means sinful nature, because the world is so infested with sin that's telling you, hey, don't conform to the sinful ways of the world. But that's not saying don't go out and watch a movie with somebody.
0: Exactly. We we still can enjoy certain things. We just can't rely on those things to bring us happiness. We can't idolize, especially money, money. Yeah, money, you can't money.
1: overindulge in it.
0: that's it, like, like I'm 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 not gonna lie. I can't. It's I have become a prodigal recently. I, I have been spending money recklessly. I have, especially Christmas time. Like I have like the guilt. Like oh, if I don't give my parents a good gift, I don't give my sister a good gift. If I don't give uh, my friend a good gift, I'm gonna feel like a bad person. So I take the money that I really don't have. And I I can't afford to spend. It. I spend it. I spend it yeah, recklessly, yeah. and then I don't really look to God, saying like God like it a lot of people really don't like looking at like the money like we 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 Christians kind of shame other Christians if like god if your will be done i can be financially okay not financially yeah. free not financially rich i can be okay I can just, I can just, God, if you would just provide food on my table, God, if you can just provide a roof over my head and I will take, that's what I really do. It's like, I, I save enough money to have the bare essentials, food, clothing, Water, a roof, my phone yeah. for the ministry. I pay my phone bill and then I use everything else. I invest it in the ministry. I invest it. I give, I donate some to nonprofits. That's just who I am. I'll go out and I'll give gifts. That That's one of my love languages. I love giving gifts. I love it because I don't care if you give me a gift back. I don't expect a gift back. So whenever we have other Christian kind of shaming like, God, I need, God, I, I need some money. I, I really do. Like I'm sorry, I I should have used my other money like in, in a different way, like. But here's the thing, God will forgive you with that. Like I, there was this there was this huge. I saw the song from uh, Corey Asbury called "The Prodigal Son." Beautiful song, by the way. If you guys haven't listened to it, I recommend you listen to it. But it just shows, yeah. and that's one of the struggles of being a Christian. It's we we I, people suffer with being a prodigal. There, there is there are stories of of prodigal sons leaving their families due to money money is and in, in I believe Matt you correct me which one is the first or second Timothy where it talks about money root of all evil I think it's second uh,
1: i I think it's second too, but I can double check that as you're talking
0: I, I think I think it's second Timothy one seven where it, where Paul is writing to his son Timothy saying that the money is a root of all evil it's it's, one, uh, but- it's the Bible says it
1: uh, what do you say it was?
0: I think it's 2 Timothy 1 7. 2 Timothy 7. But as you uh, open that up, it's, guys, I would encourage you to, with, with these struggles, put, put them on God. Put them with Jesus Christ. That's the whole reason why he came. It's like, I, I mean, I, I hate the saying, like what people say, like, oh, if I don't sin, Jesus died for nothing. No, Jesus died for our past, present, and future sins so that we might be yeah. able to go to heaven. Once again, did you get a, yeah, you get a check a, on that verse? Uh,
1: oh, I'm looking that up still because okay. um, it was not the verse you said. Also, gotcha. uh, Timothy was not uh, Paul's son. By the way, he was just a disciple around there. It was one Timothy six ten. One Timothy six actually. Man, I really wish yeah. Someone, okay, thank you for telling me that, guys.
0: Okay, no I'm problem. not perfect. I'm not perfect, guys. Listen, <laughs> I, as I said, yeah. Matt, Matt is Matt is more knowledgeable of the bible than i am
1: yeah i could do a whole teaching on timothy but um let's look at like the stuff in this world that we can enjoy it's not saying you can't do any of that but it says throughout the bible to not overindulge in it i like to say the example of whipped cream because i wilson you've probably done this have you ever like went and grabbed some whipped cream and like put some in your mouth yep yeah like every one of us have done that and it's good but if you keep eating whipped cream over and over again, it starts getting nasty and disgusting. And so with like the stuff of this world, it, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That doesn't mean you can't do anything. That's just being like, don't rely on the things of this world. Don't overindulge in the things of this world. Don't put it as a priority. You can still do it and not have it as a priority over God. Because like, I like this thinking, this way of thinking where... If God takes it away and I'm okay with it, then I'm okay doing it. But if God takes it away and I'm not okay with that, then it has become an idol and I have to try to get myself away from that. Exactly. Because like every single thing in this world is designed to get you to overindulge in it. Instagram and TikTok have like these algorithms. So like they know what you like and you dislike, and they're trying to get you on that platform as long as possible. And that's why you find yourself scrolling for so long. But we have to be conscious of that and we have to take a step back and realize my life is not just TikTok and social media. My life is for God and God only.
0: Exactly. God just blesses us with the opportunity of the advancement in technology like TikTok uh, yeah. for him to like the Internet. God, God created the Internet. Or he created the people that had the knowledgeable mindset to create the Internet for his glory so that we might be able to reach people and ministries all across the world it's a beautiful it's a beautiful thing so as matt says yes tiktok can be used for good but you have to figure out what your what are your intentions on it are you using it for for dopamine are you using it for serotonin are you using it uh just to distract yourself from your problems of this world, are you using it uh, to to promote a, a false teaching? Are you using it? It's like I mean, Lord, Lord, please be with this man. But like Reverend Brandon on TikTok, yeah, like like look, it all there's a whole bunch of false. You have to understand. What am I using this platform for? my using Absolutely. it is good there's even i believe there's like even some um atheists that are using it there are there are catholics using it to promote the catholic church uh there there are i mean us non-denominational people that's promoting spirit led ministry from Christ for Christ and by Christ yeah there are so many things so in the end of it you really have to understand what am I using it for? And whenever you, because Christians struggle when it comes to I- idolatry, like worshiping idols, like it, and yeah, idols. And we when we mean idols, just as Matt said previously, we don't mean like statues and stuff. Although some countries do do that, um, we mean like it can be material things, money. Again, being the number one
1: in America. Yeah. Ultimately, comes down to sacrifice. Yeah, and if you're sacrificing your time and your money and all your like, all your thoughts and whatnot on this one thing, then that has become an idol. Uh, the Christian life is f- sacrifice. It's all about sacrifice. Sacrificing your time for God, sacrificing your finances for God, sacrificing everything for God. And when you turn and start quote unquote sacrificing to these worldly things. That's what's, that's what gets you in the wrong. And so going back on the point of how great the internet is really quickly, I, uh, remembered this verse in my head and it was in Ecclesiastes two, uh, I gotta find this really quickly. Um, yeah, it says right here, uh, verse 26 for the one who, uh, For to the one who pleases him, God has given wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner, he has given the business of gathering and collecting only to give to the one who pleases God. Now that might seem a little weird just for me to bring that up, but essentially when people created the internet, they were not thinking, oh, how can I please God? Because there weren't really a lot of Christians working on that, I don't believe. But mostly it is for their own wealth, their own like greed, Push, pushing them to make this website to get a lot of people on there and a lot of people to spend money and to get a lot of recognition. Mm-hmm. But God took that and made a platform so that way we, we can spread the gospel. I don't have to get on a boat and go in the middle of like, let's say, Romania and start like yelling and like gospel and stuff. I can make a TikTok. I literally have a friend who's in Romania that I met on a discord server. Like the internet is great and it's such a vital way that we can go and spread the gospel to other nations without having to leave our bedroom. You can just sit down for five minutes and make a TikTok video and it can reach thousands and nobody is doing it. It's insane. Oh, what's the worst thing that can happen? You get some hateful comments. So what, Paul got thrown in prison every time he went to a new country in order to preach the gospel. We have it so easy here. And yet, we don't do anything with it because we're scared of our own image. We are supposed to diminish ourselves. We are supposed to humble ourselves, so God can be glorified through us.
0: It's it's it, it, it as it comes. It comes with sacrifice. The twelve disciples. I mean, except for um some so, some believe or no. I was I was going to say John. I don't really count you oh. uh, because some believe that John was the only disciple that. Died of old age. Um, oh yeah. But, but Thomas was stoned. Dude, it, Peter was crucified upside down. He, yeah. He was. He the twelve disciples, um, besides uh, John and Judas, because Judas you know unalived himself. uh but the yeah. other ten, they were killed. John or not John? Um, Andrew was arrested in Greece and then got killed. Um, James, the book of Acts says this, uh, James, son of Zebedee, he was uh, executed by Herod. John the Baptist was beheaded by Herod due to uh, his uh, wife's command. Like, it's... I'm not saying this to scare you guys. I'm not. But it does require a lot of sacrifice. It may not be your life. In some countries, it will be your life. But just as as Matt said, sacrificing your time, sacrificing your energy, sacrificing your money. That is the biggest thing that we must do. Giving our whole yeah. heart to God. Because only then, only then when we fully give our heart to God and give our heart to Jesus, then our struggles can go away. It's 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 a huge step. It really is. But the second we do take that step... It, it it just takes one step to start a hundred mile journey.
1: Yeah. It's like uh, if you look up how the 12 disciples died, it is like utterly insane. It's Paul brutal. Paul got his head chopped off. Thomas was found with spears, like stabbed through him by soldiers. Philip was uh, arrested and put to death. Matthew was stabbed. Uh, people were stoned and stabbed and beheaded and like blunt force killed. All for the name of the gospel. When, like, you can see in Acts where they were preaching the gospel, they got arrested, they got stoned, they got literally just, like, beaten, and then they came out rejoicing. They were happy that happened so they can glorify God through that. It's, like, they didn't stop. They literally told Paul, hey, stop preaching and we'll stop arresting you. And he kept doing it anyways because it's not for our own well-being, it's to glorify God through it all and everything. Christians in the world alike are trying to diminish that, trying to be like, like on the world side, they're the ones hating. On the Christian side, they're like, oh, just relax a little bit. It's fine because they want comfort. Christian life is not about comfort. Nope. Trials and tribulations will come. Jesus said that. But we are to live for Christ in every way possible. Even if we eat and drink, we are supposed to live for Christ through that
0: we we have to be vulnerable when when living with christ we have to give up our own we have to kill our pride we have to kill our ego it's it's like today when I was making coffee i mean i was i i was alone but i was i kind of came to terms uh to like if someone walked downstairs or walked into the kitchen I'd be okay with it i was i was listening to worship music when I got up today and i i went downstairs i was making coffee and i was i was I was listening to music, and this one part of a song really hit me so hard that I started singing, and in the middle of my kitchen, I got down on my knees, lifted my hands up, and I just started praising. I started worshiping. In the middle of my kitchen, like, a lot, (laughs) I don't really see a lot of Christians just doing that. I don't see Christians really getting on their knees anymore, especially in front of other people. Yeah, because that's like the one way is like it in in the book of Luke after Jesus was at the shore with uh, Simon, Peter and Andrew and the fish came onto the shore in the boat. Immediately when Peter went up to Jesus, he fell to his knees immediately praising. He's like, God, go away from you. I do n- go away from me. I do not deserve to be in your presence. And guess what Jesus did? Jesus told him to lift his head up. And he became fishers of men, became one yeah. of the 12 disciples. It doesn't matter, but we must submit to Jesus. We must be humble and vulnerable in that way that it doesn't matter who sees us. It doesn't matter. It, it only matters that God is with us and God is the one seeing our praise. And he loves when we do that.
1: Mm-hmm. So It's like... The church babies the people with anxiety because, like, when the church babies people with anxiety, they are severely limiting them. Like, I'm not dismissing anybody who has anxiety. I myself freeze up when I find something in, in, like, an awkward situation and stuff. I get it. But it's not the point where I have to stay in my room and sit back and relax and then just not do anything because I have a little bit of anxiety. No, it's I have to keep going out there and keep trying and I have to rely on God as my strength. Because when you baby the Christians that have anxiety, you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to lead people to like comfort instead of glorifying the name of Christ. And people will never overcome their anxiety. People will never go out and make disciples of all nations because they're too scared. If you want to get rid of the fear of spiders, you're going to have to face that fear head on and interact with spiders. It's the same way with anxiety. I know it can be crippling at times. Listen, I understand firsthand, but when you baby those Christians and put them off to the side and saying like, all right, I know Jesus commanded us to make disciples of all nations, but you're chilling, you're fine because you have a mental illness or whatever. No, that's, that is not good for any party. And you're going to grow their anxiety more and more if they don't interact with people.
0: Exactly. It's, it's That's why I always tell or I always ask people, especially those who who say that they're Christian and say that they really want to follow God and stuff. And then they, they say all these problems. And they're like, oh, I have this. I have that. I'm dealing with this and i'm not dismissing those problems those problems are valid i go through that as well yeah but, but the biggest thing that i ask is that what are you doing about it it's like are are you are you trying to fix it are you allowing the lord because the lord can help that the lord can take that away not permanently or he can't take it away permanently but he does have a plan he may be using that anxiety That has been brought on to you as a way to get closer and for you to rely on him more. That's what happened with my sadness. I was depressed. And the second I kind of got back to the Lord, I started praising, I started reading my Bible. God was able to take that depression out of my life. And I became more happy. I became more energetic. I became an extrovert. I was a huge introvert. I didn't want to talk to anyone. But when I started preaching, when I started talking to more people, it made me more happy. To find yeah. other people because I guarantee you, no matter what you like, no matter what hobby you do, I guarantee you there's a thousand other people that like it as you do. And those are yes. the people that you can hang out with. You like anime? Boom. Great. You like video games? There's a billion people in this world that likes video games. Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's it's crazy. But here's the thing. You have to – you can't just sulk. You can't. That That's what – it's going to make it worse if you do. I yes. did it. I did it for two years. And I was wondering why is this not getting better? Because I wasn't doing anything about it. I wasn't. I was shutting every single person out. I was I was I, I shut my own parents out. I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I didn't want people to know my vulnerability. I didn't want people to know my problems. I didn't know I didn't want people to know the thoughts I had inside my head. But guess yeah. what? Jesus knew. God knew what I was going through. Yep. he knew exactly what I was struggling with he knew exactly the problems and the events that led up to it he knew the people that was hurting me and the second I said God I give this to you God may your will be done may, may you take every single person God if, it, it, God if something makes me take one step back from you I want to be a thousand feet away from it I want it yeah. out of my life that's why yeah. I always say it's like, and then Christians wonder is like, man, I'm losing a lot of friends it's because those people weren't really your friends. Yeah. God knew the conversations that they were that they were saying behind your back. God is omnipresent. Ladies and gentlemen, he knows, he knows exactly what's going through your head. And guys, if you're listening today and you're going through something, I would heavily encourage you take it to God, take it to Jesus. Pray, read the Bible and he's going to show you the way. You just have to give you have to be patient. You have to let him do his will because yes, it took 2 years for me to get better. It took two long hard years. Full of heartbreak, full of worry and just sadness. So many tears, so much anger. And guess what? Just as Philippians 4:13 says, I was in the pit of sorrow, horrible, but because of Christ, I was able to get out of, the, out of that sorrow and I became content with my life. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't in the sorrow and I was brung to greatness. Millions of people want to follow me. I had so much, I'm, no, that didn't happen. I was in the sorrow and I was brought to contentness. Yeah. I was okay with it. I was like, you know what, God? I'm all right. I'm all right. And that's, yeah. that's what every single person should be doing today. Guys, if Absolutely. You're, if you're hearing this, guys, and, you, and if you have not accepted the free gift of eternal life, I would encourage you to do so. Go talk to someone about it. Go talk to someone that that you know. If you have a pastor, go talk to them.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's so weird because it... Let me bring up the topic. This is going to be me using hyperbole, meaning like I'm going to say something wow first. But if you have cancer, you know you have cancer. You wouldn't hide away from people and act all like you're fine and whatnot because you don't want to show people that you're weak. You would obviously want to save your life and you would want to go get treatment. And that's rightfully so because cancer is so destructive. But it's not that far off with like mental illness. Mental illness is such a big thing, but when you keep it locked away, it only grows. When you don't talk about it, when you don't like open up the drawbridge, it's gonna overflow. I know this firsthand when I, like, there was four years of my life where I was depressed and anxious and every day it got worse. I didn't want to show anybody about it because I felt like they would think I'm weak. I felt like I had to be the like person everybody saw happy in order for them to be happy. I didn't want people to be sad because I was sad, so I kept it away. And it only grew worse and worse and worse because I talked to nobody about it. Mm-hmm. And thankfully God found me in that pit or else I would definitely not be talking here right now. I think I'd just be in my bed crying if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. But it's insane, and when you want to overcome anxiety, well, like first off, overthinking. Um, there was this one like thing that happened with this guy. He was a mechanic, like he was a repairman, and he went into like the f- cargo, like he went into a train that had the section where it would like keep things frozen and stuff, so that way it could be transported, like meats and stuff. And he went there because it was broken, and he was going to fix it. But the door shut and locked. And it, he's like, he said, he was like writing this on the wall. He said, it feels colder and colder by the second. I feel like I'm going to die. I don't know when my like breath is going to be the last. And he's talking about like how it's getting colder and colder and how the temperature is dropping that he's going to die in there. Mm-hmm. Well, they opened it up and they found him dead. Except the thing is, is the machine, like the thing that was keeping everything frozen was broken it never went down 30 degrees wow he could have survived that except his brain somehow overthought and convinced itself that it was freezing that it just died and that's the links that that's the links that overthinking goes to but when you actually take the step and go out and start talking to people it makes everything a lot better you just have to get over that little hump of initiation and a lot of times we use our phones as a crutch when we don't want to talk to somebody if we like we just immediately go on our phone any place we sit we immediately go on our phone because it's something we're used to and we don't have to talk to anybody but if you keep your phone in your pocket then it's so much easier just because at a boring, you can just talk to people. Yep. It's so much easier to talk to people and start getting over that like nervousness of talking to people. Just keep your phone in your pocket and everything comes easier then. Amen. Also, what I would like to talk about is if you don't have a physical Bible, I highly recommend it because all these things that are on your phone, all these things in the world in this world. In movies and TV shows and music and ads and products and literally everything, there's so much sinful nature and so much things trying to take you away from God. And when you have the Bible app on your phone and read the Bible app on your phone, it's great. That's how I started off. But what would always happen is I would always get a notification and I'd go to look at that and then i just get lost in my phone and like I'd stop reading my Bible for that instance. i yep. It's just getting a real Bible in turning off your phone and just focusing on God with no distractions. Because when you get in that place of just spending time with God with no other distractions, it's it literally is a piece that surpasses all understanding. Exactly. Even if you go and there's so much noise in your mind at that moment when you go to Christ and you ask in prayer, it, for me, what happens is it feels like there's just so much noise and then in the snap of a finger, it's all gone. It's beautiful, amen. so I suggest if you don't already go to your local church, they'd be glad to give you a free Bible. Just get yourself a physical Bible because it's so important to be in a silent place with no distractions with God than to be in a place of noise and distractions and taking you away from God.
0: I'll buy I'll buy you guys a Bible. i I don't I don't, yeah. I, I don't mind that. like guys, if you really want a physical Bible. Please contact me. I will buy you a Bible and I will ship it out. I will I will personalize the Bible if you want. I will even highlight some verses to get you started. I'll write a little note and I'll pray over that Bible for you guys. Seriously. That's one thing that I really want to do. Is like Matt, I, what I really want to do is like I want to buy like 10, 10 or 15 Bibles. Personalize yeah. them and just give them out to those who really want one. To those. It's like I, my friend uh my friend Tessany. I had an old Bible and I, and I was going to get a new one. And I I asked her, I'm like, "Hey, do you have a Bible?" She's like, "No, I I kind of just read on my phone." And I told her, I'm like, "Would you like a Bible?" And she's like, "Yeah, I, I really would." And I was like, "Send me your send me your uh, shipping address. I'll I'll send my old one out to you." And she, of course, she's like, "No, no, no, you don't have to do it. No, you have to." I was like, I kept, excuse me, I kept insisting. I was like, "Please, please take my Bible." Yeah. And I wrote this huge letter in the in the front of the Bible. I I highlighted I highlighted some verses. I I, booked, I bookmarked Proverbs thirty one because she she really truly is a Proverbs thirty one woman. She's an amazing woman of God. Um, but I, I gave that to her. But seriously, guys, I, as I would rather read a physical Bible, like an actual book, than be on my phone. Cause even the yeah. even like the U uh, version Bible app, there's so much distractions on it too. Yeah, there's so much distractions on it, and like even it, it's really hard to have self control because like Generation Z's attention span is no more than five seconds. No yeah, more. It, it's so small. So I really would encourage and if you guys do not have the finances, or or, or you're too scared to like ask your parents for a Bible, please DM me wilson man underscore on instagram please dm me i just send me just send me your shipping address i'll pay for everything i will send you a bible
1: yeah it's because like it's so important to sit down and understand what's in the bible because in the bible it always talks about how wisdom is so much better than like all the riches in the world and you see here People are like, yeah, that's great, though. But in practice, a few like extra bucks. If I'm rich, that I mean, like, I'd have a lot of not problems in my life. But if you look at the richest people in the world, and you look at like the famous people in the world, you look at the smartest people in the world. What they all have is they all have anxiety. They all have depression. Well, like most of them have anxiety, depression. They don't feel content with what they do. They're always looking for the next thing. Celebrities are always looking for attention. Millionaires are always looking for a way to gain more money with their greed and to do more things. And it will never satisfy you. Your heart will never satisfy you by things of this world. There is this infinite hole in your heart and the finite things in this world could not fill the infinite hole only the infinite can fill the infinite and that is god and god talks to us and speaks to us through his word and you see all scripture is all scripture is for us but not all scripture is to us you have to look in context because a lot of times if you miss the context you can get out of context verses that could be really heretical but also if you look in context you can see the absolute beautiful work of God throughout all the things that He's talking about. So, with everything in this world going on, but with all the news and stuff, every like sad thing, every thing that is trying to grab your attention, go to God throughout it all because He has a peace that surpasses all understanding. When you start understanding stuff, it is the best feeling in the world. When you can talk to people about wisdom, it is the best feeling in the world. Just trust in God throughout it all, because if you lean on your own understanding, us humans are wrong, like all the time. And so if you focus on my understanding, if you focus on Stephen Furtick's understanding, because he has a lot of followers, you will you will be led astray by him. Yeah. I am just going to say that flat out, you'll be led astray by him. It's not to look to the people and their fame for their understanding, but it's to look to the God of the universe who created this entire thing, and asking Him, and He will give you wisdom.
0: Amen. It's guys, if you say 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 come to like Matt or I or come come to anyone and cultivate if you guys like come to us, like asking for advice at the end of it, we're going to point you right back to God. Yeah. Cause, cause w- even, even though we are teachers, even though we are pastors and leaders and stuff, we still realize that we are flawed and we are not here to, to heal you. We are not here to perform. A ma- oh no, only that's only Jesus. O- only if Lord willing, the only way that we can truly heal you is if, Jesus comes through us through the Holy Spirit to heal you. That's the only way because we're humans. We're flawed. We are sinners as well. We're low on the ground. The only person that's perfect is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior who died on the cross for us and rose three days later. Yeah. I I do believe that that Jesus' birth is the, I said the most important history event. In all of mankind, the birth of Jesus yes. Christ.
1: Yeah, I found two verses that summarize what we just said pretty accurately. James one five says, "If yep. any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him." And then James three seventeen says, "But the wisdom from above is first pure, Amen. then peaceable, gentle, open to reason." full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. Wisdom can be given to everybody. Wisdom is the same to a homeless person as it is to Jeff Bezos. It is not, it's not discriminatory. It's not like only the highest religious elite can understand this. No, God gives it to everybody who just asks and seeks for it. Because if I go, hey, Mom, uh, do you know where like uh, a $25 Amazon gift card is? And she goes, yeah, it's at CVS. And I go, okay, cool. And then I don't go to go get it. I'm not going to get that gift card. It's like, you can't really explain wisdom, but you have to ask and seek for it because it surpasses all of our understanding. It is so much better than anything. I can tell you right now, finally understanding something in the Bible is so much better than anything having great grades, having, gr- having money, having like a girlfriend or boyfriend, it is just so much better than anything in this world. So look and seek for it. Even when this world sucks, even when this world is trying to knock you down and make you feel like you're not special, like you don't have any purpose here. And that is just trying to lead you into depression and anxiety. Focus on God and his wisdom, which is just so much better than anything else.
0: Guys, we are the future of of this world. The reason, the reason why I say that is because we kind of we 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 market towards like kids our age, like Generation Z, millennials. Um, but, if, but those who who are in like high school, early college, even middle school, guys, we are the future, not only of the world but of the church. We are here. We are here to do God's word. And Matt, I don't know about you, but. I feel something. God is really working in our generation lately. Yeah. Really working. Through TikTok, through Instagram, YouTube.
1: Yeah, I got saved through TikTok, people. If God literally used TikTok to get me to go with him, and then he used my love of space, history, and memes to pursue him. God can use literally anything in any way he feels like, to connect with us he's a loving okay. father if your father your like actual father if he actually loves you and wants to spend time with you he will want to find stuff to bond with you exactly and it, it god is just so great that he used the things that already established that i loved in my life and he used it for his glory which is ultimately better than anything and like tiktok and youtube is such great platforms so many people were saved through the pandemic because of how low they were, and through how many people were preaching the gospel online. Exactly. It's insane what God can do throughout just misery of this world.
0: It's it, it's a beautiful thing. God used my love of of leadership and talking to people, um, and and my love of making videos. He used that to get me closer to him and to build a community. Like it's, he knows us. He knew us by our name before we were even in our mother's womb. He knew yeah. what, what we were going to become. He na- he did. We we were not named because of what we were. We were named because of what we were going to be. Just as Adam did in the Garden of Eden, God commanded Adam to name each, every animal, fish and bird and every plant, not because of what they were, because of what they were going to be.
1: Absolutely. It's like, also, God can use things that he has done in other people's lives to help you. It's like the community that Wilson talked about. Well, when he first started out, he created this thing called Servants of Christ. And I joined that Discord server and I started talking to people. Stand in salvation. That's what I meant. (laughs) And so it's now servants of Christ, but stand in salvation. I got on that Discord server and I started talking to people. And I have met literally my best friends that I would have never met in any other way. These people helped me through my journey and my walk with Christ. They have taught me new things. They have been there. These are friends that I have now that I have been able to open up to and talk to about things I couldn't do with my in real life friends because yeah. my in real life friends, all of them are either agnostic, atheist, or really lukewarm Christian that I can't talk to anybody. But with these people I have found in Stand in Salvation, they have helped me in my walk so much. I literally have been on voice calls with them where we were just opening up to each other and I literally started crying because of like how loved I felt by these people and how like emotional I was at the time where it's like, this all sucks, but you're still here and helping me and guiding me. It's like, especially Gabby. Like, I don't even know if she'll listen to this, but bro, I found this girl, Gabby, and she literally has been there this entire time, even when she's not, she's not even on the server anymore, but she always asks me how I'm doing. We always talk back and forth. We always talk about our interests. We always come to each other with our problems. And literally I got to meet up with her in real life. We met up at an amusement park. It is just such a great thing on how God can use other people in their walk with him, how he bless other people. And then that blessing from that other person transfers to other people and helping them.
0: It's same thing with me and my, my friend, Tessany. She 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 came into one of my lives on TikTok. We started talking and now we are the best of friends. Her and I are so close. And now, like, I mean, we we... We don't have the the privilege of seeing each other often because we live over a thousand miles away from each other, but, but we're planning on seeing each other soon just because we're both, we're both growing up. We're both in, in college and school and we're going to be moving out soon. It's God uses the ministry. God uses the community to connect people and you're going to find your best friends. You may, you may find Your significant other, the person that God wants you to be with forever and ever through that, but you have to allow him to do so. You can't, you can't be like, God, I want this. I want this. I want this. Guys, he's going to do it only if you allow him to do so. That's the only way.
1: Yeah. And it's also beautiful because it's like God introduces these like things in your life at the exact moment you need them because Throughout this pandemic, I went from having 11 friends, this group of friends that we were just hanging out all the time, we were talking to all the time, down to one person. I was just immediately over the pandemic, they all stopped talking to me and only one person stayed. And I can't tell you how low, like how lonely I felt, excuse me, how just down I felt. And when God saved me, that was amazing, but I still needed fellowship. Like, God is great. He's amazing, but like the earthly fellowship that He gives to us is amazing, also. And He introduced these people in the direct place in my life in the exact time I needed them to be there. Like, Gabby, for example, I spoke up on a Bible study one time and she just like a very generic cookie cutter, like message. Like, I don't even care. But she was talking about like, oh, thanks like for talking. Like, we don't really have anybody talking in here. Like, thank you for speaking up and stuff. And that got me talking on the server more. That got me to meeting my best friends now. And then through that, I, this one person, her name's Asia. She told me like, she was like, hey, you should probably like preach. And I'm like, huh. So then that got my love of preaching up. And like start talking, actually doing sermons and stuff. And it just led on from there. And God is just so amazing in how he works. It's so easy to look at directly where you are now and being like, God, I don't feel like I'm moving. But if you look back and see all that he's done in your entire life, you can see how far he has brought you.
0: You're moving. You're always moving. As as I said, as Matt said, it may not seem like it. You may feel stuck. You may feel worried. You may feel like that you don't have a purpose in life. But ladies and gentlemen, just as God was talking through the prophet of Jeremiah to the Israelites, he has a purpose and a plan that in his timing, he's going to fulfill. It was, it was, it took, it took 400 years from when when God said I'm done to the nations that were completely abandoning him God it took 400 years from the prophet Malachi to Jesus Christ 400 years imagine the patience the generations that had to happen I'm not saying this to say that God was an awful person and he left for 400 years, I'm just saying, that proves that he's going to make you wait. Because when he came back and he sent Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, that was his perfect timing to save the nations, to save Israel, to save Nazareth, to save Bethlehem, Jerusalem, Assyria, Galatia, Corinth. He's going to make you wait, guys. He really is. Yeah. And guess what? Because he's going to make you wait, it means his timing is perfect. And beautiful things are going to come off. As I said, like, when it's the, the, the last book, or not the last book, the last word in the last book of the Old Testament is destroyed or destruction. Think about that. All the nations were starting to turn away from God. Wars were plundering. People were dying. People were killing one another. They were, they were worshiping other idols. They were completely turning away from their eyes from God. They were abandoning God. They had no more faith. They had no more hope in God. And just as the prophet Isaiah said, Soon there will be a virgin who conceives a son. His name will be called Emmanuel, God with us. That yeah. son will be the Messiah. That son will be the son of God.
1: Absolutely. It, God is just so great. And just like a little bit going back into uh when you don't feel like you're moving, but if you look back, you can see how far you've come. Just to put it in perspective, like an analogy that you can probably understand, it's like one of those moving sidewalks in, in an airport where yeah. you don't you don't feel like you're taking the steps, you don't feel like you're moving forward, but just the platform you're on is moving you into the direction you need to be. It, it's like God. He moves you and nudges you into the places and the timing that he needs you to be there. And even when it sucks, even when it doesn't feel like God could possibly work through it, he does. Throughout Everything in my life that seemed bad at the time, it ultimately worked to his purpose. Me losing all my friends and feeling depressed and like sad, that led me to him. My parents' divorce, that led me to him. The scar in my nervous system that messes the signal from my brain to my legs so I walk a little weird. And that made me feel insecure for some years. Well, that led me to him. Throughout every little thing that seemed terrible at that time, Ultimately led for his glory. And I, well, God through me has reached so many people throughout like TikTok and just on Discord and stuff. It's insane. So don't ever discount yourself because, bro, I'm 15. I I'm knew 20. nothing about the Bible like a year ago. And I am now on my second time, my third time through the New Testament. It, I'm here being able to teach people. It just goes to show that if you ask and seek for wisdom, you will most certainly find it if it's according to God's will.
0: Exactly. I'm 20 years old and I got to preach in front of my church. I'm like, like when I got to preach during the time that our head pastor would normally preach, I got to speak. I'm 20 years old. Normally Only the pastor and maybe sometimes one of the deacons who is also a reverend will speak. I'm a 20-year-old kid who is in college and who just does the audio-visual. I got up there. God used one of the random people, just as he did with the 12 disciples, someone who, who people would not really even choose to go up and speak and spread the word. God chose me to go up there and talk about worth and talk about how no matter what, it doesn't matter what we've done. It doesn't matter what we're going to do. If we continue to have faith in God, we are going to have a purpose. We already have one. He's going to use very ordinary people. He used fishermen. He, Jesus was a carpenter. (laughs) He was a carpenter. Before he started his ministry.
1: Yeah. It's like David was 15 years old. Most of the disciples. Were in their teens or early 20s. So don't discount yourself. Even even in Timothy. It, it,
0: it says. It's like don't be ashamed for your age. For For you. Jesus has a special heart for children. The young. Jesus loves the children. And I know for a fact that he's going to use every single person on this earth. I It's it's just amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. But with that, guys, we're going to end it off here. Wow, it's been a long episode. It's been an hour. I know, right? It's been an hour. That's Dang. Be, that's great. Dang. All right. All um, right. But thank you guys so much for watching. If you guys want to go follow us on Instagram, it's at cultivate_ve. Underscore uh, go follow us on TikTok at uh, cultivate official or official cultivate. I forgot which one. Um, cultivate most- official. Cultivate official. Cool. But most importantly, go check out the website. The website just launched at cultivateofficial.com. We have blog posts that are going to be going up there, and you can also check out the team, the people that have been doing all this stuff uh that I've been writing doing the GFX on the Instagram and everything, guys. We really do appreciate you a lot. Um also if you guys want to donate to the ministry, you guys can do that there. We're not asking uh for anything, but if you guys do want to help out, you can. Um guys, we we really do appreciate you guys. We really do. It may may God bless yes. you all. Matt, you want to say anything?
1: No. I got really nothing. I'm just like Thank, I just thank you guys so much just for being here and just like literally just sitting down and listening to this.
0: Mm-hmm. Whether whether you're in your car, you may be driving to work, or you may just be in your bed lying down just listening. We really do appreciate you guys just taking an hour out of your day. Man, an, an hour, an hour out of your day to listen to two random nobodies who wants you to know about Jesus. <laughs> that's how it is just as it's, just as the song goes uh i'm I'm a, I'm a nobody who's trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul and that person is jesus christ yes all right guys we love you so much uh and we'll see you in the next episode peace out guys
1: god bless bye